and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie podcast. I'm April Itmanski, and I'm here today with Justin McClue and Colin Cunningham. And this week we went to Carpenter Town. Whoa! <laughs> John Carpenter Town. Village of the oh, Damned. Like Ghost of Mars, John Carpenter. Oh, I wish. Yeah. yeah. That movie's been banned on this podcast, I've been told. Uh, <laughs> all right. Someday all right. maybe we'll get Someday. to it. <laughs> Um, All right, yeah. we'll do it. Like, so, are you guys big John Carpenter fans? I love John Carpenter. Me, one, me too. He's one of my favorite directors. Mm. I uh, I haven't uh, had the chance to see all of his older movies. I've seen a lot of them, and all of them I either absolutely loved or really, really, really liked. And I haven't really ventured into the the 90s Carpenter yet. Mm-hmm. I loved In the Mouth of Madness, which I think was 92. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm curious to know, like, do you, I think Colin's probably seen all of his movies. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he's a director that, like, when he's out of the time that he started, mm-hmm. his style just cannot be applied exactly. to the projects that he was doing. I mean, the last one was probably, like you said, In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah, that was his last yeah. uh, great movie. It's not, it's, I wouldn't say it's a fucking amazing, yeah. fantastic movie, but I, I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I like it a lot. I have a feeling, you know, uh, some sorcerer at some point, like, imbued him with powers and he's like you'll be an amazing director but only in the 80s <laughs> or like, even like the 70s. And then yeah, late 70s like Halloween you know that was on the sort of cusp but I think uh I think it's just his style it it he didn't evolve the style over yeah. the years anarchic and, and I think it's so perfectly fitted for the 80s mm-hmm. that once you go out of that decade and you know other movies like styles change he didn't really evolve with it he's tried though but I think that's one of the big issues is that yeah. he can't or he hasn't found a way to express what he wants through the evolution of new styles. Because if you look at something like Ghost of Mars, mm-hmm. that's when he was like, you know what I love? Fades. <laughs> and it's like, uh, okay, that's what kids do, right? Fades? Oh. There are so many fades in Ghost of Mars. And what, there's another movie. Is it vampires that are like crazy, like cutaways that are really fast? Ah, uh, yeah. It's one sounds... of those. Like, Ghost of Mars has. And that's like... It, I mean, John Carpenter wasn't an old man then, but no. it feels like an old man being like, what are the kids doing these days? Let's I, try it out. Yeah. I have a new metal. Yeah. <laughs> Young April's like, yeah. Speaking of new metal, oh man, this soundtrack. It's not new metal. It's alternative grunge rock <laughs> like that's, we were like, that's in this movie. April knew all of the bands that were playing, and then uh, the end credits, like, man, this sounds like like Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. It was a it white was. zombie. They have the butthole surfers. They got Tool. Tori, Tori Amos. Tori Amos. <laughs> is Escape from L.A. one of his most disliked movies? I think because it's a sequel to a very beloved movie. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Escape from New York, I don't think. It's not... I love the movie. It's not one of my favorite John I was Carpenter's. I say the same thing. I love Snake Plissken. A little bit boring. It's very, it's pretty dull. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I actually thought the same thing because I only saw it um, maybe like five or six years ago mm. and it had been built up a lot. Like a lot of people consider it one of their favorite John Carpenter movies. Like mm-hmm. my dad loves it, so I borrowed his Blu-ray and I was kind of like... Well, it's good, but like, <laughs> yeah. it didn't to me have the fun energy of like They Live or like his yeah. later um, movies, um, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh my God. That's such a fun movie. Yeah. Well, Escape from New York, it was a movie that had like a really low budget. Mm-hmm. And so he did have to be like a style over substance things that like you can anchor it on Kurt Russell just looking cool. He's and awesome. He not is, really doing yeah. anything. Yeah. He's doing his best Clint Eastwood impression, yeah. though. <laughs> he is fantastic in that movie. He's great. And he is great in this movie too but it kind of 
I don't even know. This this movie is not a good movie, um, but I would consider it a very enjoyable bad movie. It's, it's very entertaining. Yes. I, I, remember, I can see you know people who are fans of Escape from New York going to see this movie and mm-hmm. expecting oh, so pissed. the same type of yeah. movie. I, I can see how they would just fucking hate it. Uh, I saw this movie twice in the theaters. Uh, just, I don't think it was because, you know, obviously I was kind of aware of, you know, terrible special effects and kind of how bad the movie was, I guess, in general, or mm-hmm. how it was sort of just like a remake of the mm. first one. Um, but yeah, I could see how people would be pissed. But, you know, watching it in, I think now, mm-hmm. away from that. Oh, for sure. All this, like, you can enjoy it in a different way. Yeah. That it's. Carpenter updating his aesthetics of Escape from New York <laughs> to just represent like the 90s version of that. Yeah. And I think that he is acutely aware of what he's doing. It's very self-aware. So like Escape from New York, they wanted a sequel almost instantly after it came out. Like mm. for years and years, like Carpenter, make one. And there's like a lot of drafts floating around. There's one with like a clone snake Bliskin that he really? fights at the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. God. <laughs> and this is one that was actually written by him and Deborah Hill. Oh, okay. So this is like you know, an approximation of what they would have wanted to do if someone's holding a gun to their head and they're like, you got to make another escape from right. wherever movie. Yeah. yeah. And he had so much fun making this movie that they talked for a long time to make a sequel. And we'll get, when escape we get to from, the re- escape, escape from, from Earth. Earth. Yeah. And that like Kurt Russell, like had a deal with the studio and he was going to push to make escape from Earth and to bring John Carpenter along. As well. Yeah. But been, eh, whatever. Escape from LA was a big financial failure. Yeah. It cost 50, which mm. was shocking to me. I, most of it must've went to Kurt Russell or something. $50 million. Dollars, the, that is. <laughs> the effects in this movie, the CGI, this is like the uh, 96, 96. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, wait, when did Independence Day come out? Was that before? Yeah, it was like 97? Yeah, around there. Was it around the same time? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And that had a $75 million budget. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when you look at this movie, the 90s were a weird time for CGI. Yeah. It was like they weren't quite good enough yet, but because they were cool and new, everybody wanted to use them. Morphs, yeah. man. Yeah, Let's yeah, get exactly. some morphs. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's almost like it was relying on this new technology way too yeah. much, where there were things that they could have done practically, but they just did so so much stuff CG. Why was that submarine? It's just like a lock-off wide shot of him getting into this like submarine. <sighs> so make a prop or something. I mean, for most yeah. people that did CGI in their movies in the nineties, yeah. they'll tell you why it's CGI, mm-hmm. and that's because they spoke to a supervisor and said, "Oh, I can do that." Yeah, and for then sure. they got it, and it, they didn't do it, and it was too late, and that had to go into the movie. Yeah. yeah, or even you know, if the director, if if that's not their bag, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Some people. Well, like Escape from LA starts with. Uh, a CGI building explode and you're like, ugh, <laughs> terrible. But then it cuts to the San Fr- uh, the LA Expressway collapsing and it's a miniature and you're like, yeah. why don't you just do that with the building as well? Yeah, it was like showing the uh, the earthquake quake mm. in LA and it's like looking up, it's a shot looking up the buildings yeah. and it has some very CGI looking kind of glass <laughs> like breaks. Yeah, it's very strange. Everything seemed to be matted on something else and it didn't match the background. Yeah. There was a comp, uh, what is that, comping? Uh, compositing. Uh, compositing yeah. issue. Mm. I'd have to say though, I did enjoy that there were like matte paintings that they did that yeah. they obviously comp them in yep. as opposed to just doing them all CG, like the streets and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you'd know it. You, yeah. You know, it's, it's, when you see it, you're like, ah, yes. Yeah, because it's a wide lock off. Mm-hmm. They would usually be uh, just doing a digital zoom or pullouts or something <laughs> yes. like that. And there was a musical sting. There was a musical sting. Every time a matte painting was shown. <laughs> oh, really? King. It's like this piano. Like, <laughs> Look at ding. it. Look how cool it is. It's like, yeah. whoa. 
So this film starts with uh, Cliff Robertson, everybody's favorite, Uncle Ben, as Uncle the president. Ben. <laughs> with, with great power, power Snake. Is a Donald Trump-like, uh, or probably more, not a Donald Trump, he's more of a Mike Pence-like. Yeah, he's a like, ruler of a uh, uh, religious nutjob. Yeah, of the United mm-hmm. States. Who I kept expecting this movie to reveal that like the United States uh, caused the earthquakes that destroyed L.A. and it weirdly oh. didn't come up because even the president says the L.A. is going to be destroyed and then there's earthquakes that happen. He's like it's yeah. the modern day Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. was weird. Uh, I feel like maybe uh, John Carpenter that was in a version of the script, kind of like Starship Troopers. The fact that like the meteorite that hit the Earth was sent by the Earth itself. And Paul Verhoeven was like, I didn't make that clear enough. But that's what the was supposed to. Really? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, that first meteorite that hits the Earth and that causes Casper Van Dien to like go and join the army yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, that was Earth that sent that themselves. And it, there's like little hints of it throughout the movie. What? Yes. I mean, I that didn't... happens all the time. I was reading a history book recently and the Japanese-Chinese war started when the Japanese blew up their own base and blamed it on the Chinese. Really? It's like a common war tactic. Yeah, so you get yeah. you know people rallying, rallying saying, yeah, against yeah. the enemies. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I mean, yes. 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> <laughs> Jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams, <laughs> man. I feel like that should be Jesse Ventura seeing that. Yeah, or, or Robert, uh, or, 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 see, or Oh, Robert God, Orsi. is he a truther? Oh, yeah. He, oh, that's no. All, uh, I like to point Star Trek into oh, Darkness. No. It's a truther movie because it's about. That's right. Yeah, you, you like know the that? evil federation. Federation wants, oh, in the federation. It's a militarized star. Here's the thing uh, governments are just, you know, stupid on themselves. Yeah. It's very difficult to have interior conspiracies <laughs> when they can just be outwardly evil and yeah, nobody cares. Exactly. So, so Cliff Robertson and his good pal Stacy Keach, yeah, yeah Stacey sporting Keech. a ponytail. Well, I was gonna say, uh, <laughs> I wrote in my notes the uh, did I call him the Keechster? <laughs> uh, if you recall, we reviewed um, body bags mm-hmm. on the Patreon, and Stacy Keach is in that. And John Carpenter directed that he segment, did direct that right? Segment. Okay. It, it involves um, Stacy Keach really wanting hair, and he gets <laughs> hair that ends up eating his brain. Hey, hey spoiler! We have to listen to our Patreon oh, and or watch the movie. <laughs> but look, but look, he has a ponytail in this, a little tiny one. Lee Van Cleef, I think, had a ponytail in the first one didn't he did he i, I don't remember a little tiny little ponytail <laughs> at the back i in think the future they're bigger <laughs> yeah, i have <laughs> to go back and, from earth would be like a man bun <laughs> i have to go back and rewatch it but stacy keach his intro he's like sitting at his desk and he's like uh, he's got a little cactus on his desk <laughs> and he makes a point yeah. he's talking to uh, michelle forbes from star trek ensign Rowe. ensign Rowe. Oh, that's where star i knew her yeah. from um, i was looking at her credits and i'm like where do i know her from next, yeah. ne- next generation and mm-hmm. uh yeah he's like spritzing the the cactus with his little spray bottle Never does it again, but what nope. is what is that? What? It's just one cactus. Yeah, but that's just a little character. Hint. Yeah, a character little character trait. Maybe just like, like the way that Nick Cage eats those jelly beans in uh, <laughs> Ghost Rider. Oh, that's a movie we should do on this podcast. Oh yeah, the original Ghost Rider. Or <laughs> the sequel? I've never seen the sequel. It is not good. <laughs> okay. not, I have a really yeah. funny story about it. I'll tell you off mic about uh, <laughs> seeing it for the first time in theaters. Okay. So uh, yeah, it's kind of like Escape from New York. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of echoes. Kind of. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like it. Almost like Structurally scene the for same. scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the same things happen. And so uh, Snake Plissken shows up. Oh, the best. Yeah, and he, uh, I think he hurt his throat because he's whispering the entire time. No, man, that's just how he talks. <laughs> but at the beginning specifically, he's like, come and Snake. <laughs> yeah. I actually would have like wouldn't that be kind of funny if He's they like, were like I hurt my throat yeah, sorry. Yeah, like, excuse me yeah, yeah. my real voice like this. the thing is like I know what Kurt Russell sounds like and he never 
sounds like Kurt Russell at all in the movie. He, no, he no. sticks to he's this, this voice. Yeah, and April, it works. April said, is there any point in the movie where he's required to yell? <laughs> and I said, and then no. he said, no, not even when they're on um, hang gliders and they're talking to each other yeah. in the air, like Snake, Snake meters apart. Yell. He has he so have to. good vocal control that yeah. like, he just projects his voice yeah. and makes it sound like a whisper. It's, it's yeah. very bassy in person. So it, like, yeah. it, it carries. It, like, yeah, it shakes the walls. <laughs> It's really yeah. funny because, uh, yeah, so the, he, he's introduced, he comes out of the van and he's wearing the exact same outfit that he did uh, mm-hmm. in Escape from New York. And uh, yeah, April said, wouldn't he be dirtier? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Simpsons. He had like a closet full of them. It's just all those like leather suits. Yeah. Like yeah, is this supposed yeah. to be 15 years later in the movie too? Uh, oh, de- yeah. Like yes. the movie world? Because mm-hmm. yeah. it said now The escape world. Yeah. <laughs> the escape verse. Yeah, escape verse. The escape <laughs> franchise. Yeah. The cinematic We universe. lock Kurt Russell in the zoo. Will he be able to escape? Escape the zoo. <laughs> Kurt Russell, uh, he said he kept the costume from Escape from New York, so he sort of had it in his closet all these years. Do you think like Goldie Hawn's like, put it oh, on totally, Kurt? Totally. Definitely. Oh, the man. eye patch, he's like, got no depth perception. I actually went as Snake Fliskin for Halloween one year. <gasps> what year? Uh, it was after Escape from L.A. came out. <laughs> You're like, I love this Escape yeah, man. train running. He made I was telling his own April, costume. I still have the poster. I used to have the Escape from L.A. poster hanging above my desk at work Ooh, wow so it you were amazing. a big escape from la fan uh yeah <laughs> and a bigger a bigger like uh snake plissken fan I think. okay so you just love snake I so love were snake. you so angry when that video didn't co- game didn't come out in 2004 i think it was called snake plissken escapes <laughs> <laughs> i was looking at videos of it today they got pretty far in it it looked like i never it's, seen it no you haven't seen it no. it was just like um the people who made Dead to Rights, which was a Max Payne ripoff, was like, he has a dog. Oh, okay. That's what it's notable for. So it was right. that model, like, third-person shooter. It's weird that Snake Plissken, like, they've never been able to... I mean, I don't, I'm not aware of, like, tons of comics that he's been in or I like, say there, novelizations. I want to say there was a comic. There was. Or I think it just came out. Or maybe. I think it came out when the Escape from New York DVD did, because I remember it was, like, a little insert inside of it. So there was a little comic oh, book. Oh, okay, okay. It was, like, well, a prequel that, or something. like, there's a character named Solid Snake. In, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, yeah, isn't that kind of based? Mm-hmm. It is based like on, a tribute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tribute to so it. So there you go. He has an eye patch too, doesn't he? Solid Snake does. Ah, uh, yeah, he does at one point. Oh, when he's older. I don't know. I've never played the Metal I think Gear so. games. I hear they're very confusing. They're very wordy. <laughs> I, I haven't either. If you like seeing close-ups of characters talking, I do love cutscenes. <laughs> oh, do you think you're gonna deliver on that. Uh, it's like a cutscene with some gameplay uh, peppered mm, in. But I only play the Ryu Kitamura GameCube version remake <laughs> of Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes that has new cinematics. Uh, I have no. I, that's one of those franchises that I I can I have no interest in. I'm I sure they're cool. But I can't, I can't, I can't give seventy hours to play. Them. I can't step in at this point <laughs> yeah. because the, I would just be overwhelmed. The later games looked good. There's yeah. like unicorn horses or something. <laughs> what? There's like, there's like fire horses. I saw a tri- oh, the yeah. Hideo. Do Ka- love the Hideo bronies. Ka- Wait, not bronies. Ponies. Ponies. The Hideo yeah. Kojima one is the one I'm talking about. I think it was about. the last one. Yeah. I think he did them all. He oh, did them all. He was fired oh. from the fourth one. Konami. I believe. Yeah. Konami fired him. Mm. Yeah, that was like a, and then uh, now he did Death Stranding. He Death started Stranding, his own yeah. company. Yeah, he was like a superstar in the game development world, mm-hmm. but I don't think he 
got along with Konami yeah. or whatever. And you can understand like something like Escape from New York, like the aesthetics. People talk about it of its mm-hmm. style, like Robert Rodriguez, um, El Mariachi. He has the same gun that Snake Plissken has. Oh like, yeah, some that's machine right. gun. That's yeah, right. Yeah, it kind of became probably iconic in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. I'm still kind of surprised that it took 15 years to make a sequel. John Carpenter didn't want to make one. Oh. Really? Yeah, he's like, "Uh, you guys can write scripts and development, and if there's one that I like, I'll make it. And (laughs) they just couldn't get one that everybody would agree on, from what I've been able to... um, I wonder what... I I think, like, Kurt Russell was pretty hot at the time. Like, you know, Mm. Stargate came out. He was kind of... Captain Ron. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it Overboard? One of his boat-based comedies. (laughs) He's in both of those? Yeah. Yeah, Oh, man. Is it Captain Ron? He has an eye patch, doesn't uh, he? I think it's on the other eye. (laughs) Yeah, it is. So you can... Yeah. And he's got, like, braids. (laughs) Braids and beads in his hair. Uh, yeah, so Kurt Russell was probably hot, and they're like, all right, let's do it. $50 million. Got some box office clout. Like, mm-hmm. let, let's get it done. Yeah, it made back $25 million. Oh, that's so painful. Why do Ouch. you think it did so badly? I don't know. And I think, well, it's probably just a movie for no one. Like, Escape mm-hmm. from New York, you know, if that came out today, yeah. I don't know who would go see that. Like, but the thing about Escape a... from LA is that, like, you don't need to see an Escape from New York. You know, no, it's probably but better if you haven't. Nobody uh, knows that. Though. I think it was mar- judging by that trailer, which was really mm-hmm. great. I think it was marketed to fans of the original, but because it's yeah. so long ago, um, the fans of the original, prob- like you, saw it, Colin, and saw it, and mm-hmm. were probably disappointed. And but it didn't seem to have like this like curb appeal for that everyone has to like it that movies now have. You mm-hmm. know, like soft reboots. Mm-hmm. Those are designed i think to please everybody because it's a reboot it's introducing people to this thing but mm-hmm. it's also remember this thing that the other people know and yeah. this kind of didn't do either it was kind of like gremlins too <laughs> where it's like referencing the original but also doing the same thing but also much goofier and a yeah. lot worse uh, it's much more of like a, almost like a satire uh, yeah uh, almost it's that yeah. gremlins 2 thing which is like john yeah. carpenter doesn't want to make this movie so he's kind of make a joke out of yeah, it yeah okay, he's gonna like, do whatever he wants it <laughs> yeah yeah. That, that, yeah when you said gremlins 2 i'm like okay it's not as wacky and as inventive as no. and crazy but it's John Carpenter's version version of, of that. Gremlins too. He's very yeah. kind of like subdued and mm-hmm. like, you know, he doesn't have that kind of inspired zaniness that, you know, Joe Dante has. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but yeah. there is that kind of like winking and just like going oh, in whatever de- directions de- that definitely, he wants. Definitely, yeah. Kind of, I, you know, watching Escape from L.A., like Steak Plissken meets Stacey Keach, they're like, instead of a bomb, this time you have a virus that right. somebody scratched you with. Yeah, and even Same like thing. Snake Plissken's like, you know, I've heard this before. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> what is that, the 22 Jump Street? Yeah. Where it's like just <laughs> jokes about sequels yeah, over exactly. and over and over again. And it's and very even, similar, the, the, mm-hmm. the plot. Yeah, and even when he shows up, you know, Michelle Forbes is like, oh, that's Snake Plissken. Oh, he looks very retro. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let's get him a new jacket. I that's a big duster. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to wear this. <laughs> I and thought like, you'd be taller. And they say that a whole bunch of times. Yeah. yeah. Because of the uh, in the first one, it's like, I thought you were dead. Dead. I thought you were dead. Yeah. And, and uh, so instead of a hang glider, they put him, uh, no, well, they put him in a hang glider. They put him in a submarine. This submarine. Uh, well, first of all, when they uh, sort of are giving him the lowdown, mm-hmm. you know, this is, this is the plot. It's like the president's daughter has mm-hmm. stolen this sort of device that they need. It's weird it's the president again. Yeah, I know. It's very weird. Well, it's the president's daughter, and this time she's shacking up with Jose Cuervo Cuervo Jones. Che Guevara. Che Guevara. Guevara. Yeah, there you go. Che Guevara. Those teens don't know their own politics. Yeah. Real world implications. But it's like he's, they're giving him the lowdown. You know, here's the mission. You've got, you know, nine hours or something. They've infected him with some virus. 
and then they, so they're showing the president's daughter. She's doing like this press release. You know, I'm stealing this device, blah, blah, blah. And then Michelle Forbes is like, uh, she goes, we've scanned this into VR. And then all of a sudden, Snake, he's looking around. He's in the world. Love like he's that. In the, but it's like, why? And that <laughs> never so came up again No, it's so <laughs> no. weird. It was just them flexing, like, look what we can do, yeah. I guess. Whoa. But it looked it was just bizarre. That was John Carpenter. He's like, oh, what are the kids like? VR. <laughs> VR. Hey, you seen that? Uh, what was the movie that we watched? that had VR and it was Michael Douglas? Oh, Disclosure. Disclosure, yes. The latest Let's get thing. That Disclosure match. Did you hear how big Disclosure was? Well, you know, yeah. John Carpenter, he's an avid gamer. Oh, so he, he, loves... probably, he probably knows all that. Has he always been an avid gamer? Has that been? Apparently, Apparently yeah. 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 So what I, about doobies? Has he been loving those? Well, I bet Apparently. he has. I have a feeling that's all he does. He goes home and he like, yeah. smokes a J. He's admitted that's all he yeah. does. He smokes a J. He sits back in a chair, puts his hand out, and, and puts collects, a check in it. collects yeah. million dollar he checks. He should not be smoking anymore. Uh, Why not? He quit because, cigarettes. Okay. Oh, good. he did? Okay. Yeah. Only edibles, man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I know this is a changing the subject a little, but remember when we all saw John Carpenter in concert? Uh, so you good. were there, right, Justin? Oh, I was there. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I wasn't at the rich people place like you guys in the balcony. <laughs> we were sitting. We were with the peasants on the bottom. Yeah, we're, we're, we're old. We need to sit down during with the concerts. riffraff. I was jealous because I love sitting down during concerts. Oh. That's my greatest joy. It <laughs> was yeah. so good. It was a great show. John Carpenter was awesome. and But, you know, just seeing him <laughs> yeah. in person, like he's a very old man. Was it? Him yeah. or was it a puppet of him? It looked like on a puppet. It could have been some. Put sunglasses yeah. on. You can never get the eyes right. And they're like spinning around <laughs> and stuff like that. It was like some Stan Winston creation. Yeah. Or maybe it was like Tupac. It was yeah. like a hologram. <laughs> like a lookalike yeah. of John Carpenter. But, uh, it could have been. He's a very, very talented uh, musical artist. And I <laughs> love, love, love his scores. Oh, so yeah, good. they're so good. And I'm so happy that he's had this resurgence. Well, he said it's like the happiest he's been in decades, like going like, out and doing the concerts. Of course. You know, he's, he's sort of. Of, I don't know. Obviously, he's not going to get a directing gig anytime no, soon. Probably not. Uh, but it's just awesome. I, this new phase of his career yeah. is just so. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy for him. And he's That's being great. celebrated, and the young, younger people are probably discovering his music. Mm-hmm. For sure, his movie themes are all very like uh, poppy. Yeah, they got dry. They, they, they have this kind of quality to them that you can tell that he wrote it, mm-hmm. which is something that his movies have. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, although I, I, I get it, got that less in this movie, and I think in the '90s and then later, maybe his style just didn't translate yeah well he's using his powers the further he gets away from the 80s i mean i love ghosts of mars and for for two reasons said nobody ever for for two reasons one is that it's classic john carpenter he's not rewriting it's just like um uh that i can't remember what the howard hawks movie is what is the one that um uh, like rio bravo rio bravo because there's another one called like el diablo it's the same Uh, rio bravo rio yeah, Rio Bravo's right. Yeah, okay. And he's just doing Rio Bravo, but it's mm. on Mars, right. and mm. it's with like I guess Marilyn Manson lookalikes. Oh yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> yeah. well, they're all monsters and stuff like that. He always says like he yeah, loves he's new metal. He's a he's a Western fanatic. Yes. And Never made an actual straight Western. This one yeah. embraces the the Western, Western tropes. So Is he much. Escape from L.A. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. He I, did I write a Western that nobody ever talks about. That really? He wrote with Nick Castle called I think it was called El Dorado, and it was not directed by him but it was an HBO movie and it starred Louis Gossett Jr. And really? the guy from ER that stars in like the 90s with the bald guy. I don't remember what his name is. Oh, uh, Hector. Uh, uh, no, it's not Hector. It's something else. Hector Alonso? No, it's like Anthony. Uh, I don't know. 
Anthony I don't Edwards? know ER. No, it's not Anthony Edwards. <laughs> I watch this with my mom every time she comes. George Clooney. Was yeah, he on George ER? George Clooney, yeah. But so he did get to write one. I wonder if he was meaning to direct it or if John Carpenter was like, you know, I feel like I've made my Western. Like, For sure. Mm-hmm. Assault on Precinct 13 is my Western. Yeah. Just I've never had horses in any of my movies. This one, oh, he does in this one. Oh, he does in this one. Yeah. There's just one. Oh, just one. <laughs> so funny. So, uh, well, first of all, like he really leans into the Western. So Snake, you know, he gets the guns, the mm. dual guns. He's like a gunslinger. Snake's theme song, yeah. uh, which we've never had before. But this one, it's got like a harmonica. It's got oh, this yeah. twangy guitar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we also got um, him fighting against sharks, the classic Western trope, because he gets in his submarine and this like CG thing that this, you could render oh in like God. a day now. This but, thing, you know, it looks like it, I almost thought it was an intentional, you know, like shitty uh, looking thing, shitty looking thing to kind of make fun of these like theme park rides or, yeah. you know, you go and you sit in the seat and it kind of yeah. rocks back and forth. And yeah. It star like tours it, or something. Look like a ride. Yeah. It was really funny. And then the shark comes up to bite it and then he passes Universal <laughs> Studios. Studios. Yeah. This uh, looks like video games look better than this. Like, yes, they do. So bad. Even back then. Yeah. Even back then. Yeah. I remember in the theater. You are the seventh guest. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, I'm in the game. <laughs> I remember yeah. I took my friend. We, yeah, I worked in visual effects mm-hmm. and we, uh, we went to see this oh so you weren't like blown away you're like whoa they can yeah. do this on the big no screen. at the time i just remember my friend going Yeesh. <laughs> yeah. not surprising yeah this is some of the worst cg mm-hmm. you'll ever see like you, you it's know really bad but with a 50 million dollar budget he mm-hmm. gets to build out these giant sets that they're like driving around yeah, and yeah. he walks in the city the classic like 90s post-apocalyptic uh, place yeah. where uh, everybody's kind of getting in his way. I like that there was a big sign that said no condos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see that. But yeah, a lot of work clearly went into that stuff. And this movie has a lot in common with a movie we watched last week, Double Dragon. Oh yeah, you're talking about Jeff Amata and Al yes. uh, Leong showing up? Yeah. But also just that setting is mm. very reminiscent. And also there's like gangs that are like, it's like this is the this gang. They have and this the Saigon the shadows. Gang. Yeah, yes, they have the, that's right. The Korean dragons. Yeah, there there's was... like a kitty gang that shows up and they have like machine guns oh, and they right. jump in their hot rod. And drive <laughs> I think off. I missed that. That must have been where Wyatt Russell was because apparently no. he's in this movie. Somewhere. Yeah, apparently he's, oh. he, he plays like an orphan. Boy oh no, you're or something. talking about the guys in the the kids in the car. Yeah, kids yeah. in the car. Yeah, uh, in the, yeah, in the grease car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So April said because they they show like uh, you know the famous like culverts in L.A. And uh, April said, hey, this is where they like uh, they shot that scene from Greece." I was just yeah. joking. I didn't mean literally. I thought it just looked like it. And, and then, then the kids literally get into this it's like 19... 19- car, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like got flames on it. It's mm-hmm. like this 1950s But cruiser. also, the guy who ended up being the big monster in Double Dragon is in this movie. Oh, is he? He yeah. cuts the guy's head off in the basketball scene. Oh, yeah. And he looks right at camera and he goes, ah! <laughs> so just by A coincidence. Bobo. Yeah. Bobo. So, uh, Snake Plissken walks into this devastating at LA seems pretty good everybody's having fun <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like you know you got punk no rules yeah well that's the thing they kind of like set it up later that uh, I guess Cliff Robertson is like this religious fanatic mm-hmm. so the entirety of the United States. Yeah, is no now, sex unless you're married. No drinking. No alcohol. Yeah, no, no cigarettes. No, no red meat. No red meat. Like all this sort of stuff. So it sounds like L.A. Is... It should have been a great scene of like Cliff Robertson like eating red meat. Yes, because <laughs> you know that that's exactly what John Carpenter is alluding to. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's like, do as I say, not, not as what I, I do. do. And. Uh, 
Snake Plissken's first enemy, uh, Colin pointed out, is Robert Carradine from the Revenge of the Nerds this films. This blew me away. I didn't know when I was watching it, but I looked, uh, it's like lots of well-known actors in this, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's Robert Carradine, the star of Revenge of the Nerds, plays a skinhead <laughs> that Snake Plissken meets. And he throws knives. Yeah, this is awesome. He's like, because uh, Snake is like hunting down, it was like a team sent in before him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got a tracking marker and he finds this dead body that Robert Carradine's throwing knives into. He's using it as target practice. And then right. Snake, Snake is leaving. Uh, Robert Carradine is trying to talk to him. And he's like, hey, man, listen to me. Yeah. Hey, Turn man. around. And Snake's walking down. This is a really cool scene. Yeah. They turn around. He just shoots him and yeah. just continues walking. And uh, his gun is comically large. <laughs> it's humongous. Snake Pliskin's uh, dick was cut off in the fir- Fourth World yeah. War. That's <laughs> he, canon. Yeah. He, unfortunately, he loses yeah. that gun at That's some point. That's why I whisper all the time. <laughs> <laughs> My testicles, if comedies have taught me anything. <laughs> Don't talk like this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was telling April that I uh, went to a company Christmas party when this came out as mm-hmm. Snake Plissken. <laughs> Wait, and, uh, so were you just wearing your Snake Plissken costume like 24 <laughs> 7? This time. is for a Halloween party, right? Or did you no, say it's Hall- a Christmas party? <laughs> Did I say Christmas party? You did. Oh my Man. god! So I was like, uh, that's why I was like, you're just wearing the costume. Oh god, I'm in Halloween. It's like, Halloween. It's me, it's yeah. me Colin. Yeah. So, or come mistake. Well, it's funny. So I like, I, I got dressed up. And my friend was picking me up to take mm-hmm. me to the thing, and I was walking down the stairs, and uh, my mom saw me, and she, she, she said, "Oh, hello." She thought I was somebody else. <laughs> Such a good costume. Did you have long hair at this point? Did yeah. Like Kurt Russell. Uh... Yeah, I was like, Mom, it's me. She's like, Oh he, my God, I didn't know it was you. He got a wig. Mom, it's me. Yeah, Mom. <laughs> Call me Snake. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was like, it was the 1980s costume. Mm-hmm. Like, so it had uh, his shirt that he wears under the brown leather jacket, mm. sleeveless, and then it has like zippers across the shoulders. <laughs> So I cut the sleeves off a black t-shirt and I actually sewed zippers onto oh, the shoulder. Man. It was like down to, and I, I showed up at the party. And, and you're uh, like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and I showed up at the party in handcuffs. My friend walked me in. Oh my I was like, God. And I had the, really the biker boots with like the metal plate on yeah. the front that I actually bought at a Tech War costume sale. Oh, tech War, yeah. the classic William Shatner film. Yeah. That you worked on, Colin. The TV show. Everybody TV like, show. when Colin walked in, they're like, oh man, your costume's so good. And then when they turned around, they were like rolling their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that you did like a cosplay level Halloween costume. Yeah. That's like an I anti-Colin uh, I can't sentiment. get you to, to wear a costume anymore. <laughs> you know what? Because he did work. the best. Yeah. All, everything is downhill from then it's on. true. What yeah, can you do now? Uh, Snake Plissken again. Uh, yeah. It, it took me yeah. months, though, to, to make that costume. <laughs> I find that's the fun I thing I find about, money. Yeah, about, like about dressing up. You know? Sewing on zippers. It, it takes yeah. a lot of work. I know, I know. Had to learn how to use a sewing machine. So the wow. first action scene of Escape from L.A. is great, where like Snake has to fight his way up through a bunch of cars. Oh, the motorcycle chase. Yeah. yeah, so he sees Cuervo Jones going by, and mm. he's kind of like got uh, this little nod to the Duke of New York in the mm-hmm. first one was Isaac Hayes who had chandeliers on the front That's of his car right, yeah. and Corporal wow. Jones has like a disco ball on the back of his car <laughs> a doll head stuck yeah, to it yeah what's with those doll heads <laughs> so every this, doll he's killed yeah, yeah this is like a very this is a very western scene because he steals yeah. one of the guy's motorbikes and he's driving up but then all of a sudden he's like it just gets knocked off. He just cuts to a guy that uh, looks like a Mexican bandito on a horse. Yes. And I just yeah. I burst out laughing. <laughs> like, and there's like a like, really weird part of this chase where the 
the motorcycle gets on the back of a truck and it's <laughs> horrible CGI. Uh, seamless CG, you mean? The shot was played up in the trailers like it was the greatest thing. It was like a Jet Li catching those two motorbikes in yeah. the one where it's like, look how cool this is. That was like the money shot in the trailer and it looks so bad. <laughs> it's like this green screen. Obviously, yeah. they shot him on like a rig or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just yeah. does not work. He jumps into the back of like a pickup truck. Or yeah, something. and then he jumps on the top. It's actually more yeah. like a Mad Max chase, like you yeah. feel. Mm-hmm. Or Ghost Rider 2. You'll understand when you see it. <laughs> I, I can see this like being in a Western, you know, you're mm-hmm. jumping onto the stagecoach yeah. and like working your way up and blah, blah, blah. It's but then he cool. just gets knocked off. Yeah. And then he faces off against five guys where you get that classic Snake Plissken moment. Which yeah. was insane because he says, oh, how about, what does he say? Let's do we'll this. Bangkok rules. Bangkok, Bangkok rules. Yeah. So it's like five of the guys and then they all spread out. Mm-hmm. And then he, he says, all right, you know, I'm going to throw this can up in the air. Nobody draws until it hits the ground. These but, five guys have no incentive to not just shoot him. April's like, why are they going along with have this? Have you ever watched any um, action movie? Well, the thing that runs the world, April, is pride. Yeah, that's all, and like <laughs> and the illusion of honor. Yeah, and machismo. Yeah. And so. uh, I can't remember if the original movie is like this, but this is a very episodic movie. Yes, it's the, just like jumping from from place to place, mm-hmm. and each section is only like ten minutes long. Kind of meets that. new characters. Yeah. So after this, he meets the girl who mm. Valeria um, Galino from uh, Hot Shots. <laughs> was she? Hot oh, Shots? I don't know who that was. Yeah. I have seen a little bit of Hot Shots. Wasn't not the whole Isabella, thing. Isabella? No, she wasn't in Hot no, Shots. That was Ishtar. Oh, that was Ishtar. Yes. <laughs> Is a, right. is a villain hot shots uh, but it's Valeria no Galino. yeah but it's no hot shots too uh, sorry <laughs> part, part, part two, two. <laughs> the superior hot shots French Canadian that's the one I haven't seen it's a good one um, but yeah so he meets her and then they end up on this little side she's mission. hiding out in a bush yeah, yeah. and then, she and then says, they just get knocked out yeah. it's so weird she yeah. says get your own bush she says if you're, yeah, if you're gonna make noise get your own bush <laughs> like a real Muppets gag <laughs> yeah and so they end up in this plastic surgery place with a Bruce Campbell yeah, it's cameo. Like the, wait, I was going to say, with a Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah. They broke him out of his packaging. It was a little yeah. deformed. And I'm calling like, this a cameo because he's barely in this movie. Oh, it, mm. it was all over the back of uh, the VHS box, I remember. I'm oh, like, really? Yeah, Bruce Campbell. Oh, it's such a great scene. scene. Yeah, yeah that's at like the Beverly Hills Hotel and then they're, they're all like sort of tied up to a gurney or something mm-hmm. and she says, oh my God, you know, it's all these uh, the plastic surgeons or something like yeah, that. They're yeah, they're like plastic surgery addicts. And it's mm-hmm. like their muscle is turned to jello and they survive only by replacing all of their <laughs> facial parts from time to time. It, it's, it's interesting, but it was just kind of like, well, who are these new wacky characters? This yeah. whole movie is like that. We're just meeting all these wacky characters. It's, it's like real life, man. It's good though, but I <laughs> yeah. love like Bruce Campbell's look in this. So yeah. it's like all of his nurses have all this sort of odd, weird plastic surgery and he has he's sort of like prettified up. Like he's got a cleft in his chin he's got like his eyebrows very you know feminine eyebrows I gotta tell you if you didn't tell me it was him I might not have known it was him Kind of uh, see that. You can kind of see it. You His can't, chin yeah. is You can't there. cover up that chin with prosthetics. <laughs> You're right. But, uh, we for, yeah. I forgot to mention that uh, probably my favorite thing of this movie is it's John Carpenter's like, well, okay, my favorite thing is later on, but uh, I'll, I'll leave it to you guys. <laughs> the basketball scene. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ah! is uh, the fact that it's just him doing his James Bond movie. Right. Like, even more than the first one, where they're yeah. like, you yeah. got this dart that you can, like, put in your mouth and shoot out if you ever yeah, need it. Yeah, that so, was really cool. Yeah, that was a big, like, loadout scene where they kind of show him a table, and yeah. it's like, you got the gun, you got this, you got a hologram projector. And then for some reason, his co- his costume, like, his coat is fireproof. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, I don't want it. And they're like, well, you gotta wear it. Yeah, 
his suit, but it's so funny. They, duster. Yeah, they give him new like boots and uh, shirt, which also happens to be sleeveless, <laughs> just like his previous shirt. In the future, sleeves are outlawed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are if you got arms like that. I yeah. remember. Uh, I do like that. Like he is kind of old, so there's like a, a scene of him like putting his clothes on. Yeah. He like, doesn't quite have a six pack, but yeah. it's just like you know he's built. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's always been a, a you know pretty buff guy. He, mm-hmm. it, but like it's fifteen years later. It is. Like yeah, I understand. He gets older. He's not going to have the super you know trim body hey, that he once but had. But didn't he do? Uh, when did Soldier come out? Was that? Oh after yeah, this? he's built in Soldier. That that's like nineteen ninety nine. I think Soldier. Yeah, well, he took a year off uh, and worked out for a year solid. <laughs> to, from the Paul W. S. Anderson exactly. Movie. Yeah. And like, oh no, my. he committed. And so, yeah, after that, he kind of just meets a bunch of more wacky characters. We didn't mention Steve Buscemi as a map salesman. Yeah. Map to the stars, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Probably the most goofy character in the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then around this time, uh, he goes to this big, like, football field. And I was like, hey, real, like, real set, not a map painting, gigantic field. And I thought that looked cool. And then I was like, oh, no, they're going to do the same thing they did in the first movie and have, like, a cage match. That's what they're setting up. Yeah. And no, it's, it's a even basketball better. Yeah. I mean, that wrestling match in the first one's so lame. Yeah, they're just sort of hitting each other. Yeah. I just remember the, the movie kind of just stopped to mm-hmm. had to do this wrestling thing. And I guess you could argue this movie does that too. But this <laughs> does, I, I have in my notes, um, the basketball scene sucks. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> it's so it funny. <laughs> it does the thing I hate. It slows down the film in the in post. It is so like out of, well, it's not out of place, but it is so it funny. It kind of is. <laughs> that he gets to, the only thing he doesn't do is dunk. I wish like the last one he like jumped oh, up yeah. and was like, Whoa. It's like <laughs> watching slam like, dunk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cause he's kind of walking into the stadium and they're walking by all these sort of gladiator yeah, like, like oh, battles. Yeah, awesome fights going on. And then watching Kurt Russell in like big leather boots leather pants and a leather shirt playing basketball <laughs> you can tell when they got to the edit they're like we gotta add suspense somehow because he's like yeah. you gotta and the rules are like pretty lenient because it's like you have 10 yeah. seconds to score a basket on either opposite ends mm-hmm. so like the first one he just walks over he just dunks it or he does i wish he's like oh was it called a layup yeah oh, layup. Yeah. shattered the backboard yeah. Yeah. yeah and then the second one and then you hear like the baddies like he's getting tired yeah yeah because <laughs> he uh he isn't shot in the leg at this point but he's starting to feel the effects of the virus so oh, he's all is that sweating what the, the assumption is supposed to be yeah. yeah well this is when we realize that snake plissken is a mary sue because he's just <laughs> good at everything he can do a half court shot (laughs) that's not something that anyone can do i don't even think he does that it's not even a half court it's like the other i know it's like the whole court yeah he just (laughs) over yeah yeah he pulls like an ellen ripley from from alien resurrection he doesn't do a back oh i wish he turned around and just been like it's just staring at clairvo jones yeah what you do when you're when you're like a sore loser and you're playing (laughs) basketball you're like i don't want to play anymore and you just like throw it backwards yeah i mean it goes probably without saying that we already talked about how good snake Plissken is in this movie and Kurt mm. Russell is in this movie and like it's worth watching the movie just to see him do these things and Kurt Russell's hair oh, so, so that might be my favorite thing that guy is the Russell's best hair yeah best, and best no, hair in the arms no I, and I said I, I like the eye patch too what if we learn that like Kurt Russell has always been bald Oh, oh no. no! That would be that would. He was in that Elvis movie, oh, and they just me. had to put a big Elvis wig. Mm-hmm. Has anyone seen that? The TV. I have Elvis the John Carpenter movie? one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
It's okay. Uh, it's okay. He, yeah. plays, he does a pretty decent Elvis, and the movie ends with like the very first, I think, mm-hmm. uh, use of bullet time. Right. Oh, does it? Yeah. He uh, the cam- all the action stops, and then the camera continues to move around. Huh. Kurt Russell on stage performing as Elvis, but Kurt Russell had to hold still. Wow. Forever, you can see him kind of shaking at the end, like he's trying to hold. And I think that's a movie that they didn't have the rights to any of Elvis's songs, right? Ah, I don't or know. Is that a different one? Uh, uh, maybe. Who might knows? have been a different Elvis movie. Yeah. That uh, Jimi Hendrix. If you're thinking of the Doors, <laughs> the Andre three thousand movie. One? <laughs> but I don't only think they came had the rights. Like five years ago. Yeah. I don't oh, think... oh, right, right, right. I know. Yeah, and I don't think they had the rights to any of Jimi Hendrix's songs. Mm. So I don't know. Well, that's a different movie yeah, entirely. Different movie. <laughs> that was a lot like a Selma. They couldn't use any of Martin Luther King's speeches. That's right, because oh, they're all copywritten yes. or something like that. <laughs> so they had to make up their own. So uh, we skipped the part where uh, Snake Plissken is faced with his most um, feared foe, the treadmill. Oh, yeah. That that's is like, so funny. Oh, can I say that's my favorite <laughs> shot? So he passes out and he gets uh, captured um, by who? Cuervo Jones. Yeah. Oh, right. Cuervo. And yeah, Steve Buscemi like, shoots him with darts in his magic car. Yeah. And oh, the yeah. president and their team are like, well, his tracker is out. He must be dead or he's probably dead. And then he's Cuervo shoots this video like message to the president and they just put him on a treadmill in the back, <laughs> like the far back left yeah. of the this shot. And he's like walking sarcastically, yeah, if that makes sense. They kind of tie him to the treadmill <laughs> and just turn it on. And he's just really kind of lumbering along. I guess he just woke up. It's such a funny visual. And I then uh, Stacey Keach is like, look, there's Snake. Just, I knew he wasn't dead. He's just in the background. But what so I love... Why I love the character, though, when they're escaping from uh, Bruce Campbell, mm-hmm. <laughs> the surgeon of Beverly Hills, Snake is full on ready to leave Valeria Galino, just yes. st- still strapped to the gurney. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. He just he, met her. Yeah. And then she's like, hey, save me. You'll lead me. And he's like, Ugh, kind of reluctantly untie her. And but then, then later uh, he's sad when she dies. This is the weirdest thing. So they're kind of walking along. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking. And then he kind of gives her the gun. Oh, uh, she has a great line where she's like, I was a Muslim in South Dakota, and then they made that illegal. I had to come here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, very pr- 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 yeah. prescient. Yeah. She kind of like gives him directions, like, mm-hmm. you know, go in this direction. He kind of gives her a gun as thanks and walks off. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Five seconds later, she's like back in the movie again. <laughs> she like, comes around the corner and says, it's me, right? Snake, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, snake, and then he turns around and it's like, why did they even say goodbye? And then she just comes right back. And they have a conversation. And <laughs> she says, pee. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, hey, This place isn't so bad. When you think about it, and then he's immediately shot. Oh, that's classic. <laughs> that's yeah. You know what? I do find value in life. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think there was a good some... scene recently in a Harley Quinn cartoon that I watched where a character says that, where they're like, Oh, I got brain cancer. And then they get shot and their head explodes. And someone's like, <laughs> oh Whoa, that's an aggressive form of brain cancer. <laughs> Pretty funny. Yep. Watch Harley uh, Quinn available on DC Universe. Wait, this episode you? is brought to you by Harley Quinn. Our yeah. sponsors today. Sponsors Who has Quinn. DC Universe? <laughs> <laughs> the hmm? streaming service. Yep. Uh, let's continue moving on. <laughs> so 
after he escapes, uh, yeah, because he does escape and he runs into cool guy Peter Fonda. Yeah, so this is oh, the funniest man. thing. Peter Fonda's kind of introduced earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, as this surfer dude, he's got like a surfer gang and he's like, hey man, stay off of our beach. And he's got kind of like radiation burns on his forehead. Did you ever watch, somebody told me this recently, that like Peter Fonda used to do like, it's the uh, greatest hits of the 60s, man. Like he would do like infomercials uh, at night, like selling these albums. What? Yeah. Was he in his like Easy Rider outfit? Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> sunglasses and it's like 1 a.m. in the morning where you're yeah. like infomercials just play endlessly also guaranteed he was high yeah, yeah. he loves to smoke doobies. where am I only edibles <laughs> apparently Breck and Meyer is one of the surfers yeah you said that I never saw him yeah they don't have any they only have like one shot of them no I was I was denied my Breck and Meyer cameo <laughs> you a big Breck and Meyer fan well, he just he doesn't appear like in things anymore. I yeah, think he just does voice acting now. He's like um, uh, Daniel Lewis. Like he's like, I pick my roles very carefully. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to move to Italy to I, become a cobbler. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like Breckenmeyer. I do. Uh, is he like a producer on Robot Chicken? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't need any. And a writer. And he, he he's voice like in Garfield, I guess. Or well, those he, yeah, movies right. are not. Is he John Arbuckle? Yeah, he is John Arbuckle. <laughs> I think. Do people love him because he wasn't like Can't Hardly Wait? He was part of that teen cycle, right? He wasn't in Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, I don't know. Um, he was in um, Clueless. Clueless. Uh, okay, yeah, and then that's some right. other thing. That's right. <laughs> Do you think Paul Rudd's like, ugh, it's breaking mine again? <laughs> like, <laughs> we only have uh, room for one handsome friend, and that's Adam Scott. <laughs> yeah, Adam Scott's kind of taken all his roles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, Meyer shows up and he's like, I did uh, <laughs> Daniel Lewis and I prepared this role. Like, yeah. Sorry, we uh, made an offer to Adam, Adam Scott. Scott. He's like, yeah. Adam Scott? <laughs> Paul Rudd's loser roommate? Yeah. He does, he's got robot chicken money. Is Robot Chicken still yes, on? Yes, it's it is. still on. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. I, I just discovered like, that recently. Is, he's like co-creator then with yeah, Seth, he is. Seth Green. Him and Seth Green, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, they're rolling in some cash, but man. Are, do people still watch it? Like, I never see any I, clips from it or I anything. I just found out the other day it was still on. I haven't watched it in like five years. Has there been it's a new funny. season every year? There like, has. Yeah. I, I have at, no at one, idea. At one point, it took like a two-year break, mm-hmm. but then it's basically still been on the entire time. I think the only one I've seen is like the uh, Star Wars special. Or something I think like that. I, the last one I saw was I think they did like a DC Universe special uh, one. Okay. There's a really funny joke where they all have to go to the funeral of Captain Carrot, who's an actual character, <laughs> and Nathan <laughs> Fillion playing the Green Carrot, uh, playing the Green Lantern, is like. <laughs> <laughs> keep keep it keep it controlled. Well, I recently watched like last year's season, and there was it was like fifty percent Handmaid's Tale sketches. Huh. Oh Jesus! Which I was like, mm-hmm. interesting choice for robot. Chicken. So they're like modern. I guess they've always been a little bit modern. It's, spoo- it's moves modern shows and old and old like g- g- children things. I'm gonna too. have to come and be like, I watch Robot Chicken and Family Guy now. And oh, you're like, no. who are you? And I'm like, I'm one of them. Well, at least you usually like see clips from them pop up online mm-hmm. or something like hey there's this great skit you know on the star wars special or blah 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 but you never see that anymore never, I, mean, like, <laughs> I don't see that at all anymore <laughs> exactly which is kind of crazy i mean the uh, i guess the overhead is probably so low to make something like robot chicken yeah, I guess also so. that's something they probably do when they're not doing other movies and should tv shows and <laughs> yeah because breck and meyer and seth green seth- are very busy <laughs> i think seth green is still anyway let's get back to the movie um we have to talk about the worst looking scene in the movie the surfing scene okay yeah so, so good though yeah i think like steve buscemi uh, shoots snake in a sewer so he gets washed out mm-hmm. onto, onto big this, wave. this boulevard and he uh, meets up with Peter Fonda again and it's like this big wave is coming crashing We're gonna down. We're going to catch the tsunami, man. Because of a surfboard. I could not believe my eyes. 
I couldn't believe how bad this looked. Well, and yes, it was funny, but I just was in shock. I have a little movie that you should check out called The World Is Not Enough. Or is that? No, Die Another Day. <laughs> yes, I, have, I haven't seen it. Die Another Day has worse surfing footage oh, than is really? in this movie. I oh, would no. say so. It's like... Well, Die Another Day is all CG. It's all CG. This one is like a lot of composited yes. elements, mm-hmm. which do not work together. No, they don't. But it looks like they shot like a pool... It might have been like a, a scale model or something yes. like that. Because like Die Another Day has really funny shots of Pierce Brosnan. Like it cuts to him like surfing. He's yeah. Like, Whoa! <laughs> On a blue screen. Which this one does have as well. Yeah. But because there's the real element behind it's it. Got it's, that digi- it's got that digital camera shape, yes. which is a d- dead giveaway. It looks bad. Yeah. Um, but what was it with the but 90s and surfing? It's like we got to put it in every movie. No, it's like a California thing. Yeah, you California. Know? Peter Fonda. He's like well, a yeah, you know, California. It is from LA. So mm-hmm. got to get some surfing in there at <laughs> some point, right. I guess. Point break was big around this time, I assume. Yeah. So, like, you know, you've seen Snake surf play basketball, ninjas. but you yeah. haven't seen Snake surf. Yeah, all was, the LA things: plastic surgery, surfing, <laughs> basketballs. Yeah, right. that's all. That's what all that stuff is. The poster. The poster actually has Kurt Russell surfing. So this was like a. <laughs> this is a selling point of this movie. Yeah. I do love the punchline to it, which is like Steve Buscemi's like driving beside him, and he does a great double take. Yeah, what? Like, what? <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! And then Kurt Russell like surf. <laughs> onto Steve Buscemi's car yeah. after high-fiving or yeah. low-fiving uh, Peter Fonda. That's a gift you see all the time of like, them being like, yeah! Hangton! <laughs> and then Peter Fonda went on to die, I assume. Yeah, probably <laughs> crushed by a wave. Yeah, this yeah. is like long before they could do like water simulations and CG, so it was like all these sort of like practical yeah. effects like com- composited together like really clunkily. I mean, honestly, I'll take over a bunch of practical effects comped together shittily <laughs> than just like a CG surfing scene. Yeah, yeah for sure. but... Ooh. It looked really bad. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> when, what has been a good one that have done something similar? Return of Xander Cage has a great uh, surfing sequence. <laughs> yeah, they just... On their dirt bikes, remember? They just replaced <laughs> so his, right. his head and then shot a stunt person yeah, to it. With like a Vin Diesel mask on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I still have like Cinefax. This is like a, a visual effects magazine. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I have the one for Triple X, the first Wait, one. Do you have the one for Escape from LA, like the covers and surfing? I don't. I don't think. Okay. Uh, I might actually. Mm. I'd have to look. It wouldn't be on the cover. Okay. So they have like three or four movies per yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. per magazine. But I have the one for Triple X, and then uh, I think he was riding a motorcycle in one scene in that movie, mm-hmm. and they replaced him with a digital uh, <laughs> yes. digital head. But so they had a motorcycle uh, stuntman with a helmet on, and they said in order to get lighting reference and skin reference for Vin Diesel's head, they covered the uh, motorcycle helmet with animal hide. (laughs) Ew. Wait, so does Vin Diesel in those scenes have a big deformed head or something like that? I, mean, I think they, they painted it out and then they put it, but there's like, yeah. It's that's like, weird. They we do can. that with action movies all the time. Mm-hmm. Like people on the set of Scott Pilgrim said that if you like turn a corner, you'd see like four guys with like melted Michael Sarah masks. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like, it looks like, like Leatherhead, like wearing Michael Sarah's face. so creepy. The funniest one is in uh, Terminator 2 during the culvert chase when he okay. drives. It was like the big uh, jump that Arnold does on right. his motorcycle yeah. and it's in slow motion mm-hmm. and you can see it being like, 
making the jump and it's a stunt man wearing an Arnold mask <laughs> and it looks it looks slightly deformed. <laughs> so I want to talk about one character briefly, which is Pam Greer. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the, her character's name. Uh, Hershey. I, Hershey. Yeah, uh, but previously known as isn't like Carjack Car Malone. Malone. Yeah, so this is a, a representation of a transgendered character, but not a good representation, I would say, because it has that thing that these movies always have, which he like goes to feel her her groin. You think so? I know, it's a fake out. He's actually just feeling to see if she has a gun on her. But it's like, it's... I love Pam Greer and she's great, but I really, really hated that they modulated her voice down because mm. it sounds terrible. Yeah, it does. Like they really, if they wanted her to have a deep voice, they should have just said talk lower or just don't do it at all because it sounded computery. Do you think that like she sat at the premiere and it was like the oh, special no. effects guys of the thing where they're like, what? I mean, the thing remake. That's a yeah. good point. She probably didn't even know. Yeah. Well, no, because Kurt Russell, uh, her back is turned and she starts speaking and he's like, I know that voice. Yeah. And he's like, you fucked me over in Cleveland. But what I'm saying is that like, they didn't tell her they were going to change her voice until like she saw the movie. And like, she was talking like Pam Greer. But Pam Greer doesn't have, she doesn't talk like this. Like, you know, she's got a lower register voice. She sounds like Pam Greer though. Mm -hmm. But Kurt Russell's supposed to Recognize, recognize the, voice the voice from across the room. Where he's the, like, oh, the artificial voice that Carjack Malone <laughs> yeah, used to no, have. No, what yeah. I was saying before is just like, not all men and women have high or yeah. low voices. You're there right. are yeah, many true. men who have high voices and women have low voices. I have a very uh, deep one, you know. for instance. I mean, on the level, uh, it's not very good because it is made of joke, but then it's never mentioned again. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't make a punchline. So on the scale of Ace Ventura... Yeah, <laughs> it's better than that. I'll give it that. Yeah, so, which is not a high bar to... Uh, but in the end of the movie, she gets unceremoniously <laughs> she burned and it's never mentioned it's it's they barely he barely cares with Al, Al Leung and Jeff Amata. Yeah. yeah. That was weird Aww. that she did, because I kept waiting for her to just be like shot and like fall out of the helicopter. Yeah. And it's like, did she just decide not to come in to shoot that stuff? Because it's like me. she just, a CG explosion just like yeah. matted over her. And Snake is fine because he's got the fireproof jacket, but the president's daughter is next to him. She ain't got no fireproof this jacket. This is so funny. Yeah. So Cuervo Jones like shoots a missile at the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, well, let's, we, we, let's skipped, yeah. we skipped We skipped a really funny Wait, scene. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> Let's go back. <laughs> so standing in the background behind Pam Greer, her henchman, Al Leong yeah. and Jeff, Jeff Amata from Double Dragon. Which mm-hmm. we just uh, had last Hollywood's episode. Top action choreographers. Yeah, Jeff Amato To uh, this day. Was a stunt Whoa. coordinator. Yep, yeah, uh, Jeff Amata. I think he choreographed the Bourne movies. And like he's one of the really? guys. Yeah, he did. Wow, so yes. like like basically like choreograph royalty. Yeah, he did. And there's a fight near the end of the movie that's really good where Snake Plissken fights the uh, That's right. The other guy. So Corvo Jones. But so Snake Plissken meets Pam Greer mm-hmm. and she's like, We need to get close to them. How will we do it? What do, what do they say? It's like we're gonna ride the winds of hell. Or... <laughs> <laughs> How do you do that? Hand gliders. Yes. They have hand gliders. She lives on the Queen Mary, by the way. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's like an old ship in uh oh, in it's LA. a real ship. Yeah. Oh, rest in peace, the ship uh, that used to be in the Toronto Harbor. What was it called? Yeah. Captain John's. Captain John's. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It looks so, like that kind of. Captain John's, the nautical nightmare. <laughs> it was a, it was a it restaurant. Was a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, which I've been to, by the way. Yeah. I went to many times. So it was like this horrible old uh, a seafood restaurant. It was on a boat <laughs> yeah. docked in Toronto Harbor for, I don't know, decades. 30, yeah. yeah, like 40 yeah. years or something like that. Uh, and it used to be my parents would go to it all the time and they would take me as a kid. 
because it was like you know they had a sign outside the best seafood in town mm-hmm. it was like garbage yeah. it was like flash frozen like seafood what but red lobster <laughs> <laughs> hey red lobster is great I cannot eat seafood so I wouldn't know oh. yeah oh right yeah. but we so went uh, I think it was like a few years ago or maybe like 10 years ago me and my friends actually went we had a Christmas party on we rented Captain like John's in your life, as a hey, I'm Snake Plissken <laughs> Wear your snake Pliskin outfit. <laughs> but we showed up. Uh, it was like a theme party, so we all dressed as like in nautical uniforms, like sailors and mm. captains and stuff. And it's it was like they hadn't changed the decor since the '60s, so like the, all the bathrooms were carpeted, Ooh. and they had this like Disgusting. hideous shag carpet, like orange shag rug in. Yeah. The, like in the bathrooms, you here. feel like someone was murdered on that boat. Oh, <laughs> like the yeah. wife of William Randolph Hearst or something like that. Yeah, I think he had, yeah. He had, Captain John had a, an apartment on the boat. Wait, did he still live there to that day? He was, yeah, he was serving us at the party. What? Yeah, the yeah. real Wait, Captain John. The real Captain John. Wait, it, is it like Santa that there's like new Captain Johns that come around <laughs> all the time? It could it's be. like Menudo. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is there multiple Menudos? <laughs> no, they, what? It, as soon as they got to like you know uh, to be too old, they would replace with a younger. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even it's know true. who. Menudo is yeah, like, they were like a kind of teen band yeah, back in the day. Exactly. Uh, they're like South American, I think. Okay, let's get back to the hand gliding because <laughs> it looks um, almost as bad as the surfing scene. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a lesser scene only because they don't get to high five while they're hand gliding. They but are, they don't, it doesn't, it just, it doesn't match the so, background. Yeah, it's, it's so not, funny. It's not lit properly. They're clearly on green screen and uh, composited in. But they have a whole conversation scene. They're kind of like three of them are flying. <laughs> Yeah. Having a conversation uh, and Snake still talks, still talks like that. April, <laughs> April is like they would not be able to hear one another. <laughs> Wait, we're getting near to the end of the movie. What was your favorite part, Colin? The end of the movie. So many. <laughs> no, like, this movie does the have poster a poster above my bed. The soundtrack is amazing. Oh, so good. I, I love it. I wanted more of that John Carpenter techno, which I guess is not wasn't uh, in wasn't in say, vogue like, uh, at the time. Was it Shirley know? Walker? It was Shirley Walker okay. who co-wrote the uh, score with it. Right. So he obviously did some themes mm-hmm. like uh, uh, Snake's theme yeah. with the guitar and stuff like that. Uh, and then I, Shirley Walker just kind of like orchestrated and built it out. You can and, yeah. yeah, you can kind of hear uh, some orchestration like during the action scenes. Was she like the that. main composer? Oh no, on Batman the animated series because Danny Elfman wrote the theme right. The, like, right. Didn't and then she like came in and probably did the score of like yeah, all the it, episodes. It said like uh, music arrangement by Shirley Walker. Mm, so okay. I think she conducted the orchestra or something. Okay. Um, but soundtrack is amazing. Like I, I bought it as soon as I saw the movie. Oh, you mean like the pop songs that are in it? <laughs> yeah, like White Zombie. Oh, I love White Zombie. Yeah, all the bands that we mentioned earlier. It does have a pretty good soundtrack for very of the time. No, no, this is the orchestra. Oh, you're talking about the score. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the John Carpenter. He score. went out. He got uh, eight track. I assume. <laughs> 1996. Yeah, it was like reel to reel. No, it was like the what was that Sony mini disc? <laughs> I don't know what that is. It was in the last Action Hero. Oh, was it? Yeah. No. Ugh. It was like a failed format. Everybody was like trying to. They're like the size of like three and a half inch. Remember floppies. when they did the GameCube and they had the little discs? And it's yeah, like, these are so annoying. I hate these. They were tiny and weird. They were tiny. tiny CDs. Now, tiny CDs. Do we yeah. want to actually much, much like the CDs in this movie? That's, I, I thought that's what you guys were talking about. Uh, kinda. <laughs> I guess like the whole plot is Cuervo Jones, this device that uh, yeah, we didn't even mention it. That yeah, I know. It'll <laughs> shut off all the electronics in the world. Yeah, so it'll like send the word. It's like a uh, giant EMP. It's like mm-hmm. these satellites in space can can wipe out the electronics. It'll send humanity back to the dark ages. And the president wants it because with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Cliff Robertson. No, he wants to shut down like Cuba and any mm-hmm. enemies that are going to invade. Uh, oh no, they're going to invade the country. Because yeah. they want to take them over. Yeah, they're they're on their way to invade the U.S. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, that that's the kind of th- threat that the president needs to stop and yes. he needs Snake yeah. Plissken to get that device which the president's daughter stole. So Snake Plissken, Steve Buscemi, and Pam Greer they hang glide in, <laughs> they have themselves a big action scene, then they escape in a helicopter that they're like, don't worry, it's bulletproof. Where are they going? It's like the Happy Kingdom. It's obviously yeah. like Disneyland. But, but do, oh, do we want right. to ruin the end of this movie? Yeah. Yeah. The, the end is really good. Oh, actually, so good. I was like, this sucks, and then there's like a switch route, and I'm like, oh, this was awesome. It's like a 1996 man, and you know. I haven't seen it by but, this point. Hey, turn the podcast off now if you don't want to know the ending of Escape from L.A. So for people <laughs> that don't remember Escape from New York, it ends with Snake Plissken like destroying a tape that it would have bring, brought together like world peace or something I think it was like that. Donald, the president was supposed to play it. Yes. Uh, for, yeah, I don't know what the hell it was again. Some reason. Yeah, he does an old switcheroo. Yeah, and in this one, he does the most complicated switcheroo in the world. There's he, so many switcheroos. He plays like uh, four, like eight dimensional chess. And like, because <laughs> yeah. everything he puts into play, he knows. So Steve Buscemi made a fake uh, device right. that Snake Plissken knows is like he's like give me the real one I know it's the fake one I know you grabbed it mm-hmm. and then he puts a device <laughs> in the president's daughter's um, pocket coat, yeah, yeah, without yeah. her knowing and then he's like get out leave it's like uh, the helicopter's crashing so uh, she kind of jumps for it so she doesn't know that she's carrying the device yes and then Snake Plissken lands Stacy Keach picks him up and he's like give us the device we need to use it and, and he's like he, surrounded by soldiers yeah. and then uh, yeah the president like punches in a code yeah. he, he oh, thinks they find the daughter and they're like we know oh, that yeah. this is the real one okay so yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's snakes like, i knew you were gonna take snakes the holding one. it they capture the daughter stacy keach he thinks back and he's like you're so predictable snake mm-hmm. he know he remembers an escape from new york that he did the switcheroo because he yeah. obviously watched the movie yes <laughs> <laughs> and yeah he grabs the president's daughter he looks in her pocket and mm-hmm. it's like oh she's got the device this is the real one is there any check you can do to make sure it's the real one before you go on uh, live TV? The only way. They look identical, except the CD and the fake one didn't have a red dot. Yeah, but they added a red dot with some nail polish. Steve Buscemi uses yeah. some nail polish and puts the little dot on. And then, do they say they're going to kill Snake Plissken? I don't remember, but Snake Plissken, it's like, oh yeah, there's one thing you didn't think. I'm a hologram. No, they go to, they shoot him, oh, and yeah. then it's much just like in the, the Last it's Jedi. It's like Total Recall. <laughs> it's oh like yeah, the that's right. Jedi. The Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, Total Recall. Ha, am I the real one? Yes. <laughs> so it turns out he actually jumped out of the helicopter before it crashed and so um, Wait, created where, a VR version of himself. Where is the hologram coming from? Uh, <laughs> he's just like a yard away. Yeah, because he's projecting yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. They're like, he needs to be with him, and you see the little device that he's like being recorded into. Yeah. And but what Steve, is projecting it into? I don't know. Snake Plissken's like, I hope nobody touches me. <laughs> yeah. Stacey Keach is like, he's got to be within 50 yards or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but then like Cliff Robertson tries to use it and then uh, he tries to like shut down Cuba, but it plays Map to the Stars, Eddie's. <laughs> Eddie's thing. Like, it's a cute moment. And then yeah, Snake Plissken has a great line where he's like, if I give it to you, you win. Yeah. If, I, if I give it to them, they win. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, and then he just shuts down the whole planet. Yeah, it's so fucking awesome. And then he smokes his cigarette. Yeah, because he's because he's kind of like he's like I just want to be left alone. Exactly. <laughs> and then he just like shuts down the whole planet. He's very antisocial. Mm-hmm. And then he and then you hear I don't know if he says it or it's like overdubs like Welcome to the Human Race. Yeah, that's over the <laughs> yeah. it's over the credits, which is great because like he Cece uh, Keach gives him like a pack of matches at the beginning. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Mm. And he's like, what are, he goes, what are those for? And he's like, oh, you never know. You can he use does matches. he does use them. 
at one point during the movie. He, mm. he lights he the gas tank on that's fire. Right. Oh, that's yeah. right. When yeah. he's doing the Molotov cocktail. Mm-hmm. So I think we've come to the conclusion, Escape from L.A., arguably one of the best movies ever. <laughs> like I said, it's a really good bad movie. Um, it's definitely like up there as far as like bad movies go. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's almost good. There's good things in it. Like mm-hmm. this, like what we just mentioned, the ending. But the tone is really kind of campy. Yeah, campy. And you mm-hmm. have to be on board for that. Yeah, I think if you're coming off of Escape from New York and then you go to watch this movie, you, it's very confused. jarring. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. oh my God, this is like a, it's almost like, it's like an Evil Dead 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, a more tongue in cheek kind of satirical take on, mm-hmm. on the first one. My favorite bit of trivia is that like John Carpenter and Kurt Russell love this movie. Yeah. So if you go to like Wikipedia, they're like, I think it's 10 times better than Escape from New York. I'm and he's surprised. like, he's like, people didn't like the thing when it came out. He's like, I'm just waiting for them to catch up with Escape from LA. Yeah, he said, he said give it time, give, yeah, it time. give it time. I don't think people can get over the bad CG. Uh, you know what? It's coming out uh, on Blu ray recently from Shout Factory. They're doing a big special edition. So. Really? Yes, they are. So it's going to get a, 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 I guess, a renaissance. Oh, might, need, might need to pick that up. You can see yeah. all those digital matte paintings. <laughs> yeah. Glorious. What if he went in and like George Lucas did and like tried to make it better? <laughs> the submarine looks awesome now. He's like, yeah, I got a miniature and we just comped it in. It's weird they didn't just comp a submarine in and it's like a full CG one but then I saw you see the end credits and it's just all these uh, like miniature houses miniature Mm. places and they said uh, like model helicopter well probably at the is it model helicopter CG at the end or is it I don't know maybe it's so good all the helicopters look so CG uh, okay, so any other last thoughts on Escape from L.A.? It's great. Yeah. Yeah, we Check it out. It. <laughs> Definitely check it out. It's on iTunes. You can rent it. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm sure one day maybe we'll get to some other bad John Carpenter movies. Or are they bad? Who knows? Vampires. <laughs> memoirs of an Invisible Man. Uh, the aforementioned Ghost, Ghost of Mars. Ghost of Mars. Um, the Ward. That's yeah, not a fun bad the movie. The Ward though. is one that I, heard. I remember being very, very dull. Yes. All right, so yeah, that's the show, right, April? Nothing else? Uh, nope, but if you want to uh, donate to the Patreon, we're at uh, www... Oh, we're at patreon.com slash no such thing as a bad movie. And uh, if you donate at the $5 level, you can get a little bonus episode every two weeks. And uh, the next one is going to be about a movie that not a lot of people are talking about. It's um, Tross. <laughs> Tross. <laughs> Tross. Is you that mean, a sequel to Tusk? Do you mean yes. Tron? Yeah. Ooh, Tron Legacy. You know what? Maybe I'll just leave it at that and let people can figure out what I'm talking about. What could that stand for? Uh, it's like Fist, the <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, Norman Jewison film. Yeah. Oh uh, and if you want to email us, we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. And our Twitter is at no such thing pod. And my personal Twitter is at April Atmansky. You can follow me on Twitter at DeClue J, D-E-C-L-O-U-X, and then the letter J on Letterboxd, just Justin DeClue, or listen to me every week on the Important Cinema Club podcast. And I am Sergeant Zima on Twitter, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. And I'm also on Letterboxd, too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that'll be, that's it for this week. Um, stay cool. What's a, what's, a, what's a good like Snake Plissken line? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. I don't know. I'm Snake Plissken. Yeah, I was going to say, because if you set us up for our names, I was going to go, Justin, call me Justin. Glue. <laughs> I love that he, he does he does the opposite thing. Yeah. So people call him Snake. He says, 
the name's Pliskin. Yeah. And then people call him Pliskin, and he says, call me Snake. Yeah, because at the end of the movie, so Stacy cool. Keach is like, yeah. what are you doing, Snake? And he's like, call me Pliskin. Yeah, it's like, uh, what you, yeah, he won't let anybody call him by the right name. So That's cool. Great. Anyway, I'm April Mansky. I'm Jonathan Gloop. I'm Snake. And there's no such thing as a bad movie. Call me. It's not Christmas, Colin. You, know, you, you shouldn't wear your costume. The name's Cunningham. Cunningham.